Hello, hello, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the fun filled episode of Crappy Network TV with Carla and Charlie. I'm still Charlie. And I'm still Carla. And this week, I don't have headphones. Uh, John has headphones, and that's why it took me a second to get into the show. Oh, it's fine. As long as y'all can hear me, all right. Can you hear me, Carla? Yes. All right, good. You're good. Um, this week, as you've probably noticed, we weren't here last week because life got in the way. So we have two full weeks jam-packed of shows to bring you. So many shows, in fact, I'm 98% sure I watched them all, but there's a 2% chance I didn't. Okay. I think I got everything. Uh, so. Same here. Um, so since we've got so much to get through and so much to get to, I should say, where do you want to start? Um, I'm good with anything. What's your overall impression of things? The the landscape of our shows right now. Um, I think as a whole, it's gotten better. I think so too. There are still shows that, uh, like, I think my biggest problem is um, a million little things. I'm just not liking what they're doing. I would agree. I would they kind of pulled it around at the end of the last episode, but still the whole. I thought the, not this past week, but the previous one, the first one of those that we'll talk about, I thought it was better, and then I thought this one wasn't as good. I didn't like the the last, the first I one. I did. But overall, I think things are starting to pick up a little bit, for the most part. What was your standout of the two weeks? What was, of the, of the, all the shows, what do you think was the best? I think Grace. Grey's was good. However, the one single episode of The Resident was awesome. Oh, yes, it was very good. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, very good. Very fun. Uh, do we want to start with 911 since it's our Monday show? Sure. Okay. Uh, so, two weeks ago, it was the 14th, and the name of the episode was Triggers. Mm-hmm. And I have meh. As my reaction to that one. I don't think I liked that one very much. That was the one where Buck was the fire marshal. And they had the fire drill that didn't go so well. And ended up with the... He got to talking to the ambulance chaser lawyer. Yeah. And then, of course, at first he's like, no, no, they're my family. And then he went to Buck and Athena's for dinner and found out that Buck was actually the reason. Not Buck. Uh... Yeah, what's his name? Cap. Cap, yeah. <laughs> so they went, he went to their house for dinner. And Bobby. Found out Bobby. Bobby was the reason that he wasn't getting Didn't to go back to back. work. Mm-hmm. And so then he got all sad and hurt and upset, and so he sued. Yes. So I really thought that they were going to drag that on forever. For the rest of the season, but yeah. it was just these two episodes. Yeah. Well, it will continue to a certain extent, but these two episodes. Right. So, what did you think about the 911 episodes? I thought they were good. I um, I, well, other than the whole Buck being uh, all sad and upset and then yeah, throwing everybody annoying. under the bus and not realizing that he threw everybody under the bus, mm-hmm. uh, that it wouldn't get that way with the ambulance chaser lawyer, you know. Right. Um, also, Buck's stupid that he didn't take the millions of dollars that the L.A. offered him to just go away. Right? I mean, you can make your own fire department. Sure. Whatever. Do whatever you want. Like the lawyer said, do whatever you want. Yeah. And also, he'll have to pay that lawyer, and he has no way to pay him with. 
Right. He didn't get a settlement right. from no the state. Right, no so. so he's going to have to pay him. Yeah. And so... Because uh, they won. You know, it wasn't like if he was one of those lawyers that if we don't win, you, you don't owe me anything, they won. Right, right. He just didn't take the money. So, right. yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. Of course, they probably won't play that part out. Oh, they but won't. in real life, that would be the case. Yeah. Um, I thought that the... What? Yeah, yeah John, he didn't producer Johnson money. didn't take the money, but yeah, no, it's, it was like six million dollars. Yeah. Um. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. We love your input, producer John. Um. And you have that. We're both like all invested in these shows, and you're like, that's just stupid. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do that? That's a good thing to add to the show. Um. Not enough buck. Um. I'm sorry, not buck. Not enough uh, chim. Chim has been I severely agree. lacking this yes, season. Yes, he has. Um, not enough Athena in, yeah. in, in as a cop. Yeah, We need more yeah. Athena as a cop. Um, Started not out Bobby's we had wife. some, but we haven't in the last couple. Um, so Maddie was having flashbacks to her abusive situation. Yeah, and I don't like that storyline. No, She's stalking the guy that she caught, you know, or found out was beating his wife. Right. Um, she's stalking her and him. Um, yeah. She's, she got um, uh, personal training lessons from the woman that's getting abused. Um, and I get that. Uh, I get the, the triggers. Mm-hmm. Also, I love the fact that Jennifer Love Hewitt isn't skinny anymore and they're not trying to Make They're not making a deal out yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Not that she's you know awful or anything no. like that. Not any less pretty. And yeah, actually, this is going to sound awful. And forgive me, everybody. But it's like the more weight that she puts on and looks like a normal human being, the better actress she is. Yeah, yeah. She looks. She looks really good. She looks like a norm. Like I said, like a normal person. She does look a normal person, and not the two pound person she was uh, back when in. Uh, Party of five. Right. And I know what you did last summer. And I still know what you did last summer. <laughs> so, Christopher, I liked the parts with Christopher and Eddie where he had Christopher in counseling, which would make a lot of sense in this situation. Mm-hmm. And then Christopher kept having nightmares and stuff. And then also he was drawing these pictures and come to find out it was about his mom. Yeah. More as much or more than the, than what he went through with the tsunami. So that that all came out real sweet, I thought. Um, and then him and and her partner Karen or her wife Karen, they're. Oh, in this episode, that was where all the sibling stuff kept happening, and him was like, "Do we really want to do this?" They kept running into different sibling situations, but then they, you know, at the end, they're both excited about wanting to have another baby, so they're still trying. Uh, I think Karen's getting the. Shots and that kind of stuff for the hormones for right now. And Buck sues for his job back. And I think that's about it for that episode. Yeah. It? Anything I missed? Not that I can think of. Yeah. Um, the whole... Uh, one of the reasons that Buck got so upset, though, is because of the new firefighter. or she's not, even, she's not even new in the house. She's just at the house while her team is recuperating. Yes. Uh, Ronda Rousey, Bosco. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's becoming more and more of a thing. Also, she must have gotten acting lessons between the first episode, the second episode, and the current episode. You one think? That, 
This last this last episode, she was much better, and I'll tell you why she was much better last episode, because she got to actually fight. Right? Yeah, they set that whole be, thing up so she could fight. So she, she got could be to herself. be Ronda Rousey, the mm-hmm. UFC fighter. Um, I mean, of course, it was all choreographed. You know, she was a wrestler for a while too, but still, it looked good yeah, on her look, doing it did that. Look good, yes. And it seemed like she was more comfortable with that. One of the recurring elements of this last week's episode was that. Uh, the 21st, mm-hmm. was that they there's this, like, I don't remember what they called it, but it's instead of, like, a, a escape room. It's a rage room. A, a rage room, yeah, where you go in and you, like, destroy things like old computers and concrete blocks and stuff like that. You just yeah. glass, you destroy it with baseball bats, whatever. Um, wonderful idea. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any insurance company would, would say that's an all right thing to do uh, because of ju- even with all the protective gear still... Um, but that was kind of an ongoing thing throughout the episode. The episode was called Rage. Mm-hmm. It was all about yep. people being mad. Um, so I'm going to skip around the episode. But sure. for the since Ronda Rousey's been on the show, since the first episode of the mm-hmm. season, first we thought that she might be with Buck, and then we thought that she might be with Eddie. Hear me out. Okay. I think this is... Ha- and I once again, I don't know why I've been stuck on this. But I still think that Eddie and Buck are going to end up together. Well, you've said that all since they brought Eddie on. I think that that's what's going to happen is they're going to realize that, hey. And even if they're not in a relationship relationship, they will address, like, they're going to end up moving in together or something. And maybe they don't even date. But they're going to somehow make it a normal situation that they are raising Christopher together. That I I could see, actually. And I don't, 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 I'm not saying that just because, you know, it's... um, a Ryan Murphy production, or because mm-hmm. that's where we're at, or even that I would hate it if it happened, but it just, they keep doing more and more to make them more than friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that looks at it in a romantic way. They're going to do something, though, where that ends up being a normalized situation where they're in some sort of relationship, maybe not a romantic relationship, or mm-hmm. even a physical, I just don't. But Something's like a happen. family type yeah. thing. Who knows? Looks like it is Ryan Murphy, so it could go yeah, any you way. Can, you never it could can go, tell what he's going to do. I mean, they, they all three could be together. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it could be a thing that happens. Um, I don't know. But, um, like I said, I was liking her more this this episode. Um, I'm liking Eddie more this episode, even though he was... like. So this episode's where we got to see uh, the station having to be questioned by the lawyer, and he's bringing up all the things that's happened in the past. Like... Mm-hmm. You know, he let Chim come back after the rod went through his head. He let Eddie come back after his uh, wife died. He let Hen come back after her ex-wife died. Mm-hmm. You know, all this stuff that he let all of them do. And then Bobby came back after he relapsed from his alcoholism. And not everybody knew and that. I, and yeah, and so I thought for for a minute there that Chim was going to be like all rude the whole for a while now. But that's what's great about Chim. He gets mad all the time, and it gets over it very and quickly. It gets over it fast. Yeah. yeah. I guess when you have a steel rod go through your head, it kind of makes things go easier. I guess. So, that was one of the main themes. The other main theme was Athena's ex-husband, Michael, and their kids got pulled over. And it became a harassment situation. Yeah, that guy that played the cop has never played anything good. He's always played a jerk. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those... I take that back. He's played, he can do comedy really well, but usually he plays like a racist. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it escalated quickly 
And then, you know, he had a rookie or younger cop with him. And he actually, Harry was in the back seat, the little boy, asleep. Because they were on their way back from Grandma's house. And the younger cop saw him back there moving around and stuff, didn't realize, and pulled a gun on him. Mm-hmm. And so it was very, you know, it was a very tense situation. And Michael had argued with the guy a little bit. I mean, he wasn't super, but he kind of back and forth with him and made him get out of the car. And it escalated very quickly. And fortunately, nobody got hurt. So then they had a real interesting conversation with Athena when they got home. Because, of mm-hmm. course, she's a police officer. And, you know, she kind of, not totally, but somewhat took the police side yeah you know of you you don't you know it's very scary you know she kind of gave that perspective and they weren't happy with her but then it showed her back at her you know at work and she was there was a the daughter had videoed some of it and i never really understood if it was posted online or not i don't i don't know if it wasn't or or not either however when she watched the video you could tell it really upset She her. was not, yeah, going to deal with that. And her boss came in, her captain or whatever, um, and she said, are you sure you want to watch this? And uh, then they, they talked, and, and her boss said, you know, basically that he would be, you know, it would go in his file, he'd be written up or whatever, but she didn't think anything would really come of it. So Athena <laughs> tracked him down and pulled him over because he was leaving a bar. Is that what it was? Yeah. So it had a couple of drinks. And what she kind of harassed One, him. One, two, 14. Yeah. She was great, as always. Well, it was the greatest line that she said was, this is uh, what retribution. If it was retribution, I would have done it in front of your kids. Yes. I would have done it with your kids in the car. She was great. And, and, and she didn't push it too far. I thought she was just going to lose her mind all over it. I knew she wouldn't. But she, you know, kind of in a very minor very small way kind of gave him a taste of his own medicine. Um, but her, you know, that was, it was interesting the way they played that out. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was a really good storyline. Um, but we're going to see more of the kids dealing with it. Because that's sure. how the episode ended was with the kids watching the video. Yeah. So something's going to happen with them. I think the daughter's going to post it online. Yeah. I think. Because Athena told her not to. But I think she ends up posting it. Christopher, a minor uh, plot point was Christopher's doing better. Um, he went to spend the night with a friend, and Eddie his was all nervous. First sleepover. His first sleepover. Eddie beats the crap out of some guy because he was saying that Eddie wasn't handicapped. Oh, and, I yeah. forgot about yeah. that part. He goes to jail. Doesn't show him beating the crap out of him. He goes to jail. Uh, Ronda Rousey has to bail him out because he can't call Buck because he can't talk to Buck, and it's obviously bothered him a lot. Yes. Rhonda takes him to quote unquote therapy and it's she takes him to a fight club. Right. And then what I loved in when she fought the guy, two things I liked about it. Number one, dude didn't even touch her at all. Mm. I thought that was great. It juxtaposed to Eddie's first fight and he gets the living snot beat out of him by a skinny guy. <laughs> that was funny at the end of the episode. So yeah, at the end they all go well, let's back up a little bit. So Buck gets and a settlement offer for money, and he doesn't want to take it. He wants just wants his job he back. He just wants his job back. He just wants, and it's like six million dollars. It's so stupid yeah. that he doesn't take it. But he, um, 
So anyway, they end up giving him his job back, but Bobby tells him it's probably not going to be exactly what you think it's going to be. My house, my rules. Yeah, my house, my rules. And and Buck's like, uh, so I think Buck really thinks that he's just going to walk back in and everything's going to be the same, and it's not. Um, but so at the end, we just barely see Maddie in the episode, or did we see her at all? Uh, we see her on a call, and then at the end of the episode, her stalking the dude again. Yeah. So just barely see her. Oh, Hen and Karen. Stay closer to your mic. You keep moving over oh. and you can't hardly hear you. Okay. Hen and Karen, their treatment failed. Yeah, they had six embryos that were viable, They or that took, mm-hmm. and that none of them were viable. Yeah. So they, I don't, they didn't really come to a decision on what they're going to do, right? Right. Just so they Karen have to decide. Yeah. I wonder if she, that actress gets paid by the tear because that's pretty much all she's she done is does cry. cry a lot. I mean, understandable the storyline she's got. I mean, hell, heck, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. Um, we'll have to remember the timestamp for John to cut that out. Um, her storylines have been nothing but sad. Her wife cheated on her with her ex-wife. They almost lost their kid. Uh, mm-hmm. All these things that have happened. You know, at she, one point, Hing gets trapped under a building. You know, just yeah, all this other she stuff. Was die. So, I mean, that's pretty much her storyline, and I get that. But still, it's, maybe we can not have her cry every other episode. Yeah, uh, but I, we don't see her that much. Every time we do see her, she seems to be crying. Either crying or la- making fun of uh, of uh, Athena. Yes, which is great. Which yeah, that is good. The one person that gets to give Athena crap is mm-hmm. is her. Um, also, a thing I liked about this uh, the part with Ronda Rousey, I have said this before, and I will continue to say this. Ryan uh, Murphy has. Whoever he's got doing the music selection for the show is always on it. Mm-hmm. Always great. Does have good music. Very obscure song when Ronda Rousey is fighting. Um, it's uh, a a nineteen late nineties early two thousand um, Riot Girl band called Bikini Kill and mm-hmm. a song called Rebel Girl. I'm, I'm listening. I'm like, that's not the song they're using for this. Is going to be something else. And then sure enough, it was that song. Was, that's really and it was like verse and a half a verse and a chorus of the song which being a punk song it's not much more than that anyway so yeah uh, it was like a minute 30 of a two minute 20 second song but still oh that was cool looks so the music is always good yeah so at the end they're all at the rage room taking their rage out on everything except Eddie is and, not with them yes and so yeah Bobby invites Buck to come back. Tells him he's getting his job back, like you said, but it's going to be different mm-hmm. for him. He's not going to be nearly as happy. That'll last maybe two episodes. And I think he might make him an EMT as opposed to a firefighter. Like Kind of like, even though uh, Hen and Chim are firefighters, they do more of the paramedic stuff. Yes, I think yes. that's what they're going to end up doing with him. I think so, too. Like not running into burning buildings. So overall, though, it's been it's been good. Stayed good pretty well all season, so. And I believe I believe it's back this week. Oh yeah, because it's got a Halloween episode. Yes, and their holiday type episodes are usually really good. Always spot on. So we move on to the resident. Sounds good to me. So it was called. We only have one episode of it. It had a, a episode on the fifteenth, and then not one the next week. So uh, it was called Belief System, and I thought it was really good. It was fantastic. Um, it was their Halloween episode. Yeah. And did you catch they had the. Um, Frankenstein story. They had the vampire story, and they had the what was the the other one? 
So there was the vampire. Mm-hmm. What was what was the what was the one that Austin? Oh, that was yeah Austin and, it was and like Mina. Village of the... Well, ghost story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool that they did that. Austin and Mina are going to a conference. They're driving funny. there, and they stop in this like basically like this town that dreaded sundown kind of thing. They got this really mm-hmm. weird scarecrow, and they don't like their kind. And they're alluding to the fact that it's. They don't like Racism. them that they're black, mm-hmm. but that's not it. They don't like them because they're <laughs> doctors in the hospital, which is part of the medical group that Chastain's part of now. Red Rock. Red Rock left, at, just ran out of nowhere and left, and the town's dying. Um, one of the few people in town that would talk to him, like, you need to get your drinks and you get your food and leave. We ain't, we ain't not going anywhere, you know. And once again, they were afraid it was racism, but yeah. And she, then somebody's like, no, it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> It was people in the hotel. Oh, okay. And they ha- both of them had these really strange dreams. Like, Austin's was that um, something was happening to Mina, and Mina's was that she didn't have a heart. Like, the people kidnapped her. That was very intense. Because like, you was. thought it was. that it wasn't a dream at first. That she was being kidnapped, and, like, they were performing surgery on her. Come to find out... Well, so then the the waitress was like, having medical problems that got them like, Hey, you got need to come help her. And she had, was it a sepsis or well, an infection? She had some sort of a burn or something. And it wasn't healing. Right. Well, come to find out she had an infection because the, she had uh, antibiotic resistance and they started putting two and two together with their weird dreams and stuff. And, and somebody made a comment. Well, Red Rock had, basically flushed all of the drugs. When, yeah, when they left, they just poured the drugs down the water supply. And it was tainting the water supply. So they told them to sue Red Rock. They're like, you're telling us to sue the company at the hospital you work for? They're like, yep. yep. So that's going to get interesting, but that was really good. Really, really good. Very, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, once again, so the ghost story that, then this... Uh, Neo-Nazi comes in, and he didn't want the doctor, the black doctor on the sign, didn't want him. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about, what's his name again? Uh, Dr. Kane, is that who you're talking yeah. about? Dr. Kane, he's got uh, Nick working with him. That's an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was great is he's coming in there, and... Um, he doesn't want that doctor, don't want that doctor, he gets that doctor, and come to find out that the guy's got multiple personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And Nick's like, that's not, or no, Dr. Kane's like, that's not real. Yeah. And she's like, actually, there's quite a bit of research showing it. And So she's really pushing for him to wait for the records. Yes. Because, you know, she's like, we need his psych records, we need to know what's happened, what he's been treated for before. And Dr. Kane won't wait. He keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and he talks to the guy, and the different personalities come out. So he decides, and they get some test results back, and they can do a surgery to fix one thing, and then they can also do something that would affect the personality disorder. I didn't really understand all that. Yeah, it was very, very uh, intricate. Com- convoluted. Yeah. So, ultimately, Bell tells him not to do the surgery. He does it anyway. Well, Bell tells him to do the surgery because one of the neo-Nazis gets in his office and threatens to kill him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Came in his window, didn't he? I told you I could find you anywhere. Yeah. and But that wasn't like Dr. Bell would be scared of anybody. That's yeah. the thing. I didn't like yeah. that. I thought I Dr. Bell either. would be more like, uh, 
well, I have a concealed carry permit anyway, so come on into my, you know. Right. I can see Dr. Georgia. Yeah. (laughs) So, ultimately, Kane does the surgery against orders and also, you know, Nick's, you know, no, you need to wait, you need to wait. And he does it anyway. Well, she brings the file in and she's like, you should have waited. Well, come to find out what the psychiatrists that have treated him determined was that the dominant personality was actually the white supremacist. Yeah, the real personality was the white supremacist, yeah. not the other way around. Yeah, and then the, like, the nice one was the split. And so he fixed it to where that one would, that one was gone. And bless you. And so when the guy, he goes back in there and the guy wakes up, he's the evil personality. Yeah, and the, the good dun, dun, personality. Dun, dun. Yeah. So that's not over yet. We'll see more about that. I don't think we will. I think it's just a one-time thing. Yeah, what producer John's asking us to, to recap it. What it is is the guy comes in, he's a neo-Nazi. He's kind of like a, uh, um, oh, no, he's one of the alt right, alt right, like YouTube sensation kind of deal, and uh, he races, races, races. Not Alex Jones. He's the other like douchey guy with the Hitler Youth haircut. It always gets always gets punched in the face or where he goes. Um, so he, but he the, at one point he claims to have a split personality or uh, multiple personality disorder, and it's like a meek, timid person that doesn't want to be racist. Yada yada. The, the surgery they're that they can do on him will fix it to where he's not a neo-Nazi anymore. Surprise, the surgery was actually going to make him the neo-Nazi all the time. The dominant personality was not the meek, mild person. It was the uh, neo-Nazi. So, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. I don't know that we'll necessarily see him again, but I think there'll be ramifications from the fact that he did the surgery without permission. I don't know. Hopefully, we don't ever see it again because it was just, that's all we needed. We didn't need that to drag yeah, on more that's and more. True. We don't. Um, and then, so Devon declared a guy dead that wasn't really dead. Yeah, Devon is what they call him, uh, Doctor Pravesh. And then I don't really like this whole him and Conrad arguing stuff. I think that's yeah. kind of dumb. Uh, him and Conrad have different philosophies because he because he got all upset when Conrad. Um, Treated the guy that was the that was the criminal in the last episode, and he um, withheld pain medication or whatever. And he, Narc- and he gave him morphine and then Narcaned him to wake him up to take the morphine away. So, yeah, yeah. So, but it was because he had a hostage, and but Doctor Provest didn't like that, so they don't have the same philosophy. So they're. They're on the outs a little bit, and that's kind of I could get old real fast. But other than that, the rest of the episode was really good. Yeah, there was a a guy, looks the guy that wasn't dead. Um, did oh, you yeah. know who that who that guy was? Mm-mm. It's a little boy from Jerry Maguire. Oh my gosh, I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, Jonathan Lipnicki. Wow. And I just looked it up to make sure I wasn't wrong. I'm not wrong. Wow. Did you and you just recognized him? Yeah. You're the best. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's, it's a more like a beautiful mind type thing, <laughs> not in a good way. But so yeah, he he's kind of schlubby looking, and his girlfriend's super hot, and they're vampires. She needs to give him part of his blood. Well, what it is is that he 
I can't remember. What it's too much iron, and that what they yeah. ended up with. Yeah, and so if they didn't make it to where he couldn't take blood anymore, he would die. And she's like, "We don't need your help." He's like, "Oh no, no, no. We need. Well, we, I don't want to die. You're hot and everything, but I don't want to die." Yeah. And uh, I just thought that was a funny storyline. It was for the funny. Most part. It, was, it was pretty funny. It with all good. the other heavy stuff in the episode, it was good. Yeah, it was a really good episode. It's neat to watch. I enjoyed it. So, and it should be back this week. So that'll be good. Um, New Amsterdam. I liked it. I mean, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's not like we said before. It's not super exciting, but it's not bad. It's not Grey's Anatomy, but at least it's not Chicago Med. Yeah. Well. So this episode from ten fifteen was called the Dominator. The Denominator, not the Dominator. I was the like, Denominator. I, don't think I, that's right. I can't read my own handwriting. The Denominator. Um, one of the storylines, one of the patient storylines, was about a woman named Molly, an older lady uh, who had cancer, and she was being treated by the not Doctor Sharp, cancer doctor, the other yeah. one, the co-chair. Yeah, the co-chair. And Dr. Sharp basically didn't like how she was treating her. So she well, she kept putting up. her through painful treatments. Right. And she really didn't have much of a voice. Or didn't feel like she could say no. Right. And because uh, she was a woman who had been, you know, who'd really carved a path in business at a time where a lot of women weren't in business and um, in upper levels. And, you know, she was, now she was fighting cancer and, she kind of was to the point where she didn't want to keep going on, but yet she felt like she had to. So Dr. Sharp gave her options and she left the hospital and the other doctor got really mad. Next time I won't consult cons- uh, consult you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one really good story, and it was kind of the major point of the episode. So Max is stroller jogging with the baby, mm-hmm. and they stroller jog past a basketball game. And I didn't feel like this would ever really happen, but they just kind of were like, hey, stroller guy, come play with us. And anyway, of course, you know from the beginning that somebody's going to get hurt or pass out. And one of the guys, there was a teenage girl there, and her dad was one of the guys playing. Well, he ends up passing out, has to be rushed to the hospital and everything. Well, come to find out, he's got heart issue from untreated high blood pressure. Right. So, Max gets to talking to him and realizes that this is a African-American community. None of these people go to the doctor on a regular basis. So, he's going to set up his own chair in the barbershop and he's going to treat all these guys. Well, then he just scares them to death. And he doesn't, yeah, <laughs> they don't want him there. No, they don't want him there and then he scares them to death. So, they boot him. And then him and, uh, I want to say Dr. Austin and that's from the other show. Reynolds. Reynolds. Him and Reynolds have a conversation, and Reynolds is like, it's got to be from within the community. So basically, he decides he's going to train the barber to check blood pressure. And allow him to pass medication. Yes. And so his bo- the lady on the board is not super happy about this. So how do they end up resolving the... They kind of come to an agreement, don't they? Just let him do it. Basically, is what it is. Yeah. So that was that was kind of weird, but it was good, and it was Max at his best. And that's pretty much. Was there much more to it? 
Um, Dr. Bloom's about, that story's about the same. Yeah, um, Dr. Um, Pravesh. Uh, no, that's the wrong show. I mean, sorry, Dr. Uh, Kapoor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Kapoor, uh, his son's girlfriend's pregnant and she might have an abortion. He doesn't, he wants to be there for her, but he doesn't want to be too overbearing. Right, and they get into that more in the next episode. Uh, there was a story with Iggy and Dr. Kapoor about a community that had lead poisoning. Yeah. And them arguing with the city commissioner or whatever, and that was fine. It wasn't anything great, but it was fine. So it was, it was an okay episode. I actually thought the next one was a little bit better. Uh, yeah. The one from this week. So, one of the main stories in it was with Iggy and a patient. So, what do you think? I'll let you describe it and then you tell me what you think about the little girl. Um, so, this boy, little boy comes in and he's almost choked to death and... The parents say that he uh, hung himself, they cut the cord, blah, blah. Right, that he got tangled up in some blinds. But we're not talking about a toddler here. Yeah. We're talking about like a eight, nine-year-old, mm-hmm. which doesn't typically happen. And so the parents take the blame for it and come to find out it's little sister, yeah, his little sister mm-hmm. who does it. And uh, basically Iggy thinks she's a sociopath and she does sociopathic things. I wasn't enjoying it. And not even from like a psychiatric standpoint, I just didn't enjoy that storyline. It was just very disturbing dark. for disturbing sake. It was know. very disturbing. And they it spent was very the dark. they spent the entire episode making us believe that she couldn't truly be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just did was only honest to get the things she wanted, but she was really truly angry and manipulative. And at the end of the episode, she just was angry and manipulative again. Yeah. So he decides he basically the the. Standard care would be to commit her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Iggy wanted to treat her and keep her there at New Amsterdam, but he had to be able to show that she could improve. And so he suggested a treatment plan, basically, um, of a reward system, and the social worker did not agree with him. That's who that other lady was, right? She was supposed to be a social worker? Yes. She disagreed, but they went ahead with it. And ultimately, he kind of got... Basically, he got what he wanted. But the way they do the show, I think we'll see her... I think we'll see more out of that. If she's going to be a residential patient there at the hospital. Yeah. She might be the next, whatever the one was that... The foster child that he had. Yeah, but I don't think he can... I don't think there's much he can do with this kid. Yeah, I think it'll turn into something, like, very disturbing. Yeah, and it was. It was very disturbing. It was hard to watch. Good to see him, but it was hard to watch. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and then throughout the episode, Dr. Kapoor is trying to, like, he wants to talk to Ella and he wants to be there for Ella. But who is it? Dr. Bloom is like, or which one? Who, who was he talking with? And they're like, Dr. No. Bloom. Okay. She's like, no, you can't weigh in at all. You can't say you think she should do it. You think she shouldn't do it. You can't. You can't have an opinion. So he's he's just staying away from her. And then finally he goes and has this real awkward conversation with her. Like, I just want my coffee. I'm not, you know, like it was, it was cute. It was. And then at the end she comes and says, if I ever wanted to talk to somebody, it would be you. And I might. And, and so, you know, that's kind of how that goes. But at that point we still don't know what kind of decision she has made. Right. 
or if she's made one. Yeah, they still haven't said whether she's made one or not. And let's see. Um, so Dr. Sharp and Max are dealing with a cancer patient and her sister. So her sister's going to be, she wants to have a baby. She's got cancer, uh, advanced cancer, and she wants to have a baby, but she can't. So her sister's going to be her surrogate. And then we get into the whole insurance deal. I could yeah. take or leave that. That was kind of... Yeah, it was, was a little obnoxious. More than a little, yeah. I mean, it ended up it ended up good, and, and it then, wasn't Chicago Med annoying, but no. still annoying. And then Doctor Bloom um, decides that she has replaced one addiction with another addiction, and mm-hmm. she's not going to see that therapist anymore. Blah blah. blah physical blah. therapist, yeah, yeah. So she's going to switch to a different physical therapist, and she's going to move on with her life, and she's going to try to take control, and she's going to go to NA meetings, which I kind of assumed she was doing that all along. Yeah. I guess she was supposed to be, and she wasn't, maybe. I don't know. I would have, th- I would think the hospital would have mandated that. You would think that but they would, yeah. it didn't seem to be that way. So anyway, she goes to an NA meeting, and who does she run into but the physical therapist she's been mm. sleeping with? Yep. So he also is an addict. So that was interesting. Um. So Max and not Max and Ruby because that would be a kids TV show. Max and Doctor Sharp, uh, they have a conversation while she was away. She, you know, she had wanted to have a child, and so she did go ahead with it, and then decided that she didn't actually want to raise a child on her own. And how convenient that there he is with a child to raise. Yeah. On his own. Hmm. But at the beginning of the episode, it did open with him seeing his wife again. Him, you know, he's talking to the baby at home and he sees her and he's talking to her and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's not talking to her as much, but she, she, he's still, she's still there and he sees her. And he slips and says something in front of Dr. Sharp. And Dr. Sharp gets the funny look on her face. And he tries to explain it away, but now she now she knows something's a little bit off with him. Well, except I think he's hallucinating from the brain tumor. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, is he? I think he always has been. Yeah. And there was also a storyline with Floyd, Doctor, F- uh, and and the astronaut, yeah, and his girlfriend. But it's really a minor plot point that didn't really matter. Yeah, it was basically just him doing the whole, like, oh, you can, we got to do what's best for the person we love. And, oh, I'm not doing that for mine. She's going to stay in uh, Chicago longer. Yeah, so I don't know if that's, if they're trying to end that, if she's leaving the show. I'm not sure. They're kind of dragging that out. I don't know where they're going with it. But overall, you know, it's pretty good. Like you said, it's not the best. It's also not the worst. Right. Where do you want to head next? Do you want to go to This Is Us, or you want to hit Million Little Things? Or? Either one. You decide. Well, This Is Us is next in my notes. So. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so the first, the ten fifteen episode was called Flip a Coin. And this is the one with Best Mom. Okay, yeah. They go, <laughs> they're going to open our dance studio, and a family <laughs> of raccoons or possums have died. <laughs> Good luck. It's only one possum, not a family. Yeah, yeah. So they have a horrible smell. They get there to set up for their open house, and they've got this really obnoxious smell. And so uh, 
they're trying to figure out what to do. You know, that's kind of back and forth to them of of what's what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Um, so we see some flashbacks of when Randall and Beth were at college after they've had their date and they're really no longer seeing each other at this point. And their moms are both there, eat lunch with them. And Carol, so Rebecca sees Randall watching Beth, and then she puts two and two together and figures out that's the girl he went out with. So she just, Rebecca like, picks her stuff up. She's like, oh, come on, let's just go over there. And so they go over and eat with them. And then the kids have to go to class or whatever, and the moms stay behind and, and talk. Of course, they both lost a husband at about the same time. Of course, they're at different stages in their life, but they're handling it totally different. And then uh, Carol later tells Beth that basically they're a mess and you don't need to get involved with this kid because they're not strong like us. Yeah. So that was interesting. And then, of course, that drove Rebecca, uh, that drove Beth to want to be, to give Randall another chance. So thank you, Carol. Yes. Thank you very much. And then Randall saved the day at the uh, rec center. Yes. Or at the, the her, not the rec center, but the... At the dance, dance studio. And so she's insisting that they need to cancel it. They need to cancel it. And he ends up figuring out they're going to move it all outside. Which is what they do. And it turns out just perfectly nice. And then him and Carol have a conversation where she... I'm making a lot of noise. Um, where she is... I didn't hear any. Oh, okay. Where she basically tells him, I didn't think it was going to end up this good, but you're really great. So it was good. It was always good to see her. Yeah. I know there was a little that they were the crux of that episode, but there were some other things going on. Um, in the past, we see Rebecca and Kate. So at this time, and I guess I hadn't really thought about it this way, but her and Kate are the only ones still at home. Mm-hmm. Um, Randall's at school, and Kevin is in New York with Sophie. She's Sophie's at school, but he's trying to be an actor. So. Her and Kate are home by themselves. And so on the day that Rebecca's going to visit Randall at college, she's like, Kate, don't sit here all day by yourself. Promise me you won't just sit here all day. Get out, do something. She gives her some money. She's like, go to the music store or something. Of course, then you realize, you know, still they've lost everything. And they haven't replaced everything yet. And so she goes to buy some CDs. And she meets this guy. At the She's talking to this guy at the record store. And she's like, you're out of... What was it? Never mind. Yeah. She was looking for. He's like everybody. Oh, never mind. Everybody doesn't have record. that. She said somebody whose house burnt down. So he's like, oh okay. So they get to talking, and he offers her a job there at the mm-hmm. record store. So she comes home. She's like, I got a job. Well, then there's a message on the answer machine when her and Rebecca get home, and it's Kevin. And Kevin says, Hey, just want to let you know, me and Sophie got married. <laughs> So, we've known that they married young, but we didn't know any of the details. So, um, this is where they have have gotten married. So, that was kind of how the episode ended. Um, What else was in that one? Oh, Kevin um, taking... Oh, yes. Uncle Nicky and Cassidy. Yes. So, they are... He wants... Uncle Nicky's trailer is falling apart. And he wants to buy him a new one. And Uncle Nicky doesn't want a new one. 
But he but he makes them all go shopping anyway because Cassidy gets real upset because she goes to a meeting and the time's been changed. They all end up there at the same time because they're supposed to be meeting at this place, at church or whatever. And it's been shifted by several hours to the evening or the mm-hmm. afternoon or whatever. And so to keep their mind off of it, Kevin's like, well, we are going to go look for, for trailers. So they do that. And is this the episode where Uncle Nicky talks about the... Woman that he yes he bought the trailer for her yeah tell tell that story um I don't remember Based... all of it but yeah he bought the trailer for a woman and went to pick her up and she wasn't there never turned his message <laughs> Kevin's like so you couldn't come back in like an hour <laughs> so I like the dynamic between him and Uncle Nicky like Uncle Nicky's all grumpy and grouchy and frustrated and Kevin's just like a a Labrador Retriever. He just... It's just so funny. But she gets to see some of Kevin in action. You know, she kind of... You have a very strange life. Yeah. She kinda, she makes fun of him because, you know, of course, she's got all these serious problems. And obviously, he has problems as well. But then when he talks about his problems, it makes him seem so shallow. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that's bothering him on this day is they have canceled the Manny. So he's having, he's thinking back to when he first got the Manny and it's showing that and those scenes. And um, they end up in a, I guess like a diner or something. No, no, they're at the, the, the dealership. Yeah. And this lady comes in and she's like, oh my gosh, you're the man, you know. And he's so super nice to her. Like, he's super kind. He takes pictures with her. Compliments he her. talks to her like she's a person. Mm-hmm. And she's just like a middle-aged or older lady, housewife kind of. And he is super kind to her. So, that kind of softened Cassidy up a little bit. She's like, you have a really strange life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that's interesting between them. And her husband is asking for a divorce. And so, Kevin says, do you want him back or something? She's like, yeah, I do. He's like, okay, well, we're going to get him back. She's like, we? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really good with people. <laughs> well, that was before she saw how he good okay, he was with people. Okay, okay. So that, that's been interesting. And there wasn't, there was a little bit. Of, this was the one where Toby uh, and Kate went to the music class right yeah they took the they took jack to a music class and it just didn't work out well it didn't work out they didn't get there early enough to like get him acclimated to the surroundings before the class started and to get to talk to the teacher and explain to her what he needed so she kind of got up in his face with music and it scared him he started crying and crying and crying and they they ended up leaving which obviously i don't have a special needs job but that can happen with any baby. Like at any time. Yeah. They can just start crying inappropriately and it embarrasses you. I mean, it's just, it happens. But I mean, I can they were start crying inappropriately and embarrass myself. So <laughs> you can have a tan- tantrum at any moment. Not tantrum, just more like a <laughs> sadness episode. An episode. So they get into a fight, which, you know. As it, as it would happen, they get into an argument of whose fault it was and blah, blah, blah. And they kind of have different approaches with how they... I mean, they want the same thing for him, but different ways that they think it should work. And then Kate has the idea, let's take him to the beach. And so then that was really sweet. Yeah. Okay, am I just making this up for in the first episode when we first meet Jack? 
he likes the beach, or am I wrong? You might not be wrong. I just don't remember. Okay. But there was a lot going on in that episode. Um, but overall, I think they're doing some some good stuff in This Is Us. Oh, the one thing that we didn't talk about was... So, Dave's just going out with a group of friends. But then they realize, you know, of course, they're like, yeah, but it's really the boy. It's, it's really Malik that you're going out. They're like, we have to meet him. She's like, no, no, it's just a group. They're like, no, no. We have to meet him. So he comes in. So this is while they're dealing with the dead animal deal. Right up in the middle of all of this. He comes in. And they're talking. Him and Randall are talking. Now best off dealing with the exterminator. And <laughs> Malik starts talking about his daughter. And it, Randall's like, what? 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 At what? first he doesn't realize. And then he kept He's like, now wait a minute. What do you mean? Looks like, oh, yeah, I got a daughter, blah, blah. And then Deja gets a look on her face. And Randall gets a look on her He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so I thought she told you. And Deja's like, nope, didn't tell him. <laughs> so, you know, Beth and Randall are on the same page. They're like, oh, no, we can't have this. So I don't know if she got to go to the movie or not. But ultimately, they're not going to let her date the boy. So we'll no. see how that plays out. Um, and that's pretty, I think that pretty much covers that one. Yeah. And then I thought this week was really good. Um, did I not write it down? How will I remember? Oh, wait, it's just on a different page. I'm not remembering most of it, so you're kind of leading us on this one. Yeah, except I can't find it. So um, we're going to have to wing it because I don't have any notes on that one. So, um, Cassidy has, she's being, uh, uh, acknowledged by a hockey team for her services in the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. Her husband's going to come and bring their son. Uh, he wants to bring Uncle Nicky. One of my favorite parts of the episode is he goes, don't you have like a, like a hat showing that you're in Vietnam? No, we don't all have to have hats. We don't. <laughs> you know what I would like, Kevin? I'd like to have about 12 beers. Yes, yes. Oh, and one thing that we didn't mention in the last episode, so Uncle Nicky won't let Kevin buy him a new trailer, so Kevin buys himself a new trailer and parks it right next to Uncle mm -hmm. Nicky's. Blocking his view. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Nicky's super excited about that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Cassidy's going to be honored by the hockey team. Um, what else is going on in this one? Uh, Tess has, so we see a little bit of Randall. I'm about over Tess. Well, she's had, she has an episode. I don't care. She needs <laughs> to stop being a. She has anxiety. Being a, being a Tess hole to everybody. <laughs> she's rude to everybody. She's Tess to everybody. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry you didn't come out the way you wanted to, to you new people at school that you don't have to come out to at all. Cause nobody gives a care whether you're gay or not in 2019 <laughs> in inner city Philadelphia. Nobody cares. Yeah, so, she is being kind of obnoxious. Uh, you, you ain't got to be mean to Beth over that. Right. It ain't her fault you're stupid. But of course... Because you didn't come out the way you wanted to come out. Beth fixes it all. Because she remembers a conversation. We did get to see a flashback of William. Yes, we got to see a new William episode. Yes, we got to see William's scene where him and Beth are talking after Randall has had his breakdown. They didn't have that word, word anxiety for it back then. <laughs> We didn't really have a word for it, but he so basically he had the same issues and his mom helped him with it. 
And she would put the seltzer water in the cup and they would watch the bubbles and help your help your mind settle. And so that's what she did for for Randall and for Tessa and explained to him what William had said and and uh, you know, that he had that issue as well and you know that so then at the end it shows her and, and Randall getting ready to turn in for the night and she's on the computer and she says, I found Tessa therapist. Oh, good, good. And I found you one, too. So I guess at this point, I didn't really realize he wasn't being treated for his issues. But basically, the way it it brought it out in this episode is he's never had any treatment except when he would have... So he's had two nervous breakdowns. Mm -hmm. But in, in between, he's not having any treatment. So she's noticing signs that he's headed for another problem. And she's trying to get him to go, and he he's refusing to go see anybody. She's like, listen, you don't have to just manage this. This is different than when you were a kid. There's there's things that can be done. There's people that can help you. And he's just refusing. So I don't know if he's going to have another breakdown, or if she's going to have to put her foot down, or what the deal is. But that's, that's getting a little old. Oh, yeah, more than a little. And we saw just a few seconds of Deja making a comment about why, that they won't let her see Malik. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll get a lot more of that. But that's all that's going on with her right now. Which to me, I, I know you're not interested in that storyline, but I am. I mean, it just as long as it's not stupid. That's all I care about. So in the past, we're seeing, we're seeing two sets of the past in this episode. We see Rebecca and Jack when they first move into their home. Yeah. Um, when she's pregnant with the triplets. And then we see her and Kate settling into their... They finally left the condo or apartment or whatever they were living in. They're buying... They're, they get a house. They're settling in, trying to make a new start. So we see that. So... And that is where Kevin and Sophie are coming for dinner. Um, and everybody's going to... So it's Beth and Randall and then Kevin and Sophie. And Miguel is there. And there's a little tension with Miguel because the kids think he's around too much. Mm-hmm. But he, at this point, he's just being helpful. Yeah. And trying to be supportive. Um. But I think eventually that's going to be what ends up happening with, with them is he comes on too strong or the kids get really sick of it and he ends up... Because eventually he moves away, I think. And I think that Rebecca comes on too strong and then she backs away. You think so? That's what I think happens. Could be, could be. Or she comes on too strong and he has to back away because of Jack. Yeah. Because I don't think they'll do anything to paint him in a bad light. No, I don't think so either. And when we saw a couple of seasons ago, when Tess was born, they connected on Facebook and it made a reference that they hadn't spoken in something like 10 years, Mm -hmm. 8 years or something. So we know right after Jack dies, he's around and trying to help take care of him. And then something happens that they don't speak for years. I think it's her and not him, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, could be. And his kids had some issues, too. So something happened between them a little bit. But we haven't gotten there yet. Although I think we may see that this season. 
they're it seems like they're headed toward filling that in. So Randall's having some anxiety in the past part, um, and Beth's kind of seeing that. Um, Sophie and Kevin, that's all just really weird. And then keep shaking your leg. Yeah, and then Kate's. So the guy that hired her at the record store, it shows them making out in the back yeah, room and uh, stuff. Very goes, "How are you liking your job?" Oh, that's all right, and then it's her making out in the back in the back room. Right, right. So he shows up. So she's talked to him about her family and stuff. Apparently, so he shows up at dinner. Mm-hmm. And so then Kevin gets all mad. He's too old for you. Well, I guess he's supposed to be about five years older than her. Okay. They made a reference. I think she said twenty three, and she's supposed to be eighteen. I guess. Because they're out of high school. Yeah, um, and they basically allude to the fact at the end of the episode that he was abusive. Yes. So, throughout the episode, she's waiting for some sort of big gift to arrive from Kevin and Randall. And we finally, it gets what to is it. That, what is it that Toby asks for? Something extravagant. Oh, I can't remember, but it was funny. Toby asks for a hot tub and a pony. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, for the baby? He's like, well, yeah. He said, your brothers are, are all about some big gestures. So, you know, I'm just asking for what I want. But anyway, what they ended up getting her is the piano that they had when they were when she was a teenager or when she was a kid. And it is the actual one and it still has the piano books in it. So I don't know if it was in storage somewhere. I don't yeah. know. They didn't it still fill has it the in. pictures. Yeah, it's still got everything. So that whole setup was she finds the Polaroids from that night where they were at dinner and she's flipping through them and stuff and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. And then she gets this funny look on her face and Rebecca comes in the room because Rebecca's there. Because she came to see the baby, but really she came to see her reaction when the gift came. Because she knew what it was, too. And um, she shows Rebecca the picture. And Rebecca's like, oh my goodness. And it's a picture of her and that guy. And um, Rebecca says, you know, that first year, she said, I was really just struggling and doing the best I could and trying to hang on and I thought you guys were all doing okay, and I just didn't see what was happening. And Kate says, well, I didn't see it either. So, yeah, something, there's going to be more to that story. So, they, they, they've solved some things, and they give us more mysteries. Yeah, they always have something always else to show mysteries. us. So, back to Kevin and Cassidy. So, they go to the, to the, hockey game and uncle Nikki gets all freaked out it's too much noise that mm-hmm. all the smacking around and ice noise and the buzzer and he has to leave what and uh and to go make wallets johnson he he he, he kind of does need to go make wallets and so what so anyway um, her husband is there, and he's being a real jerk to Kevin. And the little boy goes out on the ice with her, and the guy's just, like, texting and stuff on his phone. And so then he's like, listen, I'm leaving. Just tell her she can bring him home whenever, he's, whenever she's ready. So when they... It's, it's finally nice to meet the 40-year-old man that my son says is his best friend. <laughs> yeah. 
keep making reference to that, which yeah. I think is really funny. Yeah, but Kevin still kind of functions on the level of a 10-year-old anyway. He does. He really does. And so he takes them home, and she takes the little boy in to get him settled. And the husband's out there, and and Cassidy's come to the conclusion that there's no marriage left to save, that he doesn't care about her at all. And Kevin is like, Kevin kind of, Kevin confronts him and says, you know, you're a jerk. Why'd you act like that? And so then the guy gets to telling him, he's like, you know, I met her when I was, what, 15 or whatever he says. And he kind of tells their story. And he says, and that, he said, that tonight honored what took the person I loved away from me. Yeah, That's what, what, what broke her is what he said. And he said, I couldn't stay and break down there in front of my son. And so then him and Kevin are kind of back and forth a little bit. And then he says, stay away from my wife and goes back in. So she comes out not knowing any of this has happened. And Kevin's grinning. (laughs) And he's like, no, he still cares about you. Yeah. (laughs) And they get in the car. So I don't know how much of this is red herring. I don't know if she's the one he ends up with in the end. I'm not sure. What do you think? I don't know either. You can't really make predictions of the show. You really can't. There is still a chance that it ends up being him and Sophie. I don't, because I don't even, I don't, we want to venture. Yeah. Uh, does that pretty much cover everything, all the major plot points there? I think it does. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Yeah. So, again, uh, pretty steady, nothing major, but pretty steady and good. Uh, you want to do a million little things and then go back to Grace? Yeah. Because I think Grace is better. So, how are you overall feeling about a million little things? Weak link? Yeah. Um, instead of doing the two separate episodes, why don't we just do them together? Because there's a lot of continuing storylines. There really is. Yeah, they're they're almost like it's it's almost like a two part episode. Okay, so in the first episode, what is the major thing with Delilah? I forget about what that was with her. Let's see. The second episode was the picture, right? right. So the first episode is. Let's see. I don't think there was a whole lot going on with her in that one. Just that the baby she's trying to go help with the restaurant or something. And oh, she ends up getting Rome to come and babysit the baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And really, that's her only part of the Really, her she's kind of a background part of that episode but rome comes to stay with the baby and, and it ends up being him and eddie staying with the baby yeah at one point they're in the shower with their shirts off oh that's hilarious steaming for the, so the baby will feel better and singing and what's the daughter's name sophie sophie films them she comes in and so you can only see them from the waist up so they're in the shower with their shirts off singing to the baby because she's congested and they're trying to get her settled and Sophie's laughing and I think it's Eddie that says we're wearing pants <laughs> she's like yeah I'm posting this so that was cute um but how Eddie ended up over there was Catherine and their little boy and Eddie go to give the baby a gift 
And then it kind of gets real awkward. Of course, the little boy don't understand. Yeah. And it's all kind of meh. And him and Catherine are trying to get back together. But we're going to have to be back and forth on can she handle it, can she not handle it. Basically. Yeah. In that first episode of the two... They're all, they all end up at the restaurant and they're kind of, they're all, they don't all, they don't know what to do with her. And finally she says, listen, if this is going to work, y'all are just going to have to act normal and quit. You know, we all know, everybody knows because none of the kids are there at this point. She's like, everybody knows. Let's just, so then Gary breaks the ice by talking about being offended about, I can't remember exactly what all he said, but it was pretty funny. And then later she thanks him and she's like, thank you, Gary. So he was real sweet to her. He always is. It's Gary. Yeah. And I like Gary. But you know what I don't like? Maggie. Maggie and Gary. And I loved Maggie and Gary. And now they're ruining it. Uh Uh-huh. They're ruining it with Chad. Not Chad. Chad's the brother. Eric. The holder (sighs) of Chad's heart. Literally, not figuratively. So we talked... Last time, and I don't know if we said this on air or if you just talked about it, um, but you thought that was going to be another brother? Yeah. That she didn't know about, but no, no, he's got Chad's heart, and her mom is just ridiculous. The whole storyline's getting kind of ridiculous. Really and even stupid. for the shows that we watch, it's getting kind of unbelievable. Um, A guy that has that is a breast cancer survivor okay. meets a woman. Can you hear? I can. Can you not? No. John, I think we may have caused ourselves a problem. How about now? No. Okay. If we had some music, you could sing. I don't know if we're currently. Okay, now I can hear. It might have just been me. Are we still recording? We are. Are we live? Are we live? Can you still hear us? I can hear you. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, it's picking up on but the But you screen. can hear it. You can hear me. I can see okay. that. Yeah, it's picking up on I the moved screen, yeah. and then it pulled Carl's headphones out for a second or something. But yeah. Regardless. We're having, I'm having a little bit of issues with headphones. But yeah, so. so a guy who survives breast cancer meets a woman who's got her second round of breast cancer that's dying. He gets her to survive by making her decide to fight. She's friends with his friends. And then on top of it all, her mom leaves her dad so that she can spend time with the guy who has her brother's heart. Yeah. It's just way too much. And then her mom lied about... Everything. Everything when he died. And it wasn't anything to lie about. So it's it's a really stupid storyline. Really stupid. And Maggie's having trouble figuring out, since she thought she was going to die, how to live. Basically is what it is. And I I suppose that's a thing. But I feel like it's not really something that needs to be explored. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It doesn't make for good TV. I mean, maybe it does if you face that. But for most people, I don't think that makes for good TV. I mean, we've, already, we've already gone through so much with them. Let's let them be yeah, happy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not at all what's happening. So she's kind of fallen for Eric that has her brother's heart. And... Gary's been real calm about it, but he's going to flip out on her in the next episode. But 
whatever. Well, she he he thought that she went to open mic night and he sees Eric there, and we think that she's singing mm-hmm. to him, and then realize she's in her old apartment, which she's going to yeah. move back into for some reason. Absolutely, she's going to move back into the apartment. Did you see the previews for next week? No. They, she loses the dog. What? Yeah, she loses Colin. Colin gets out, and it's her fault. And it's about going to be the end of her and Gary if they don't find Colin. Well, I think that's. I think that very well may be in, end up being why she ends up moving back into the old apartment. Might have to be, yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they find the dog. The dog had a big part in this episode. He was he factored in a lot because he kept eating her shoes and different things. So, yeah, they're setting it up for there to be a ship calm. They better not kill that dog off. I'm going to be mad if they do. Better not. And, I mean, really, um, in Rome's parents, it was their 50th wedding anniversary, and they had a luncheon, and they got in a fight, and Rome and Regina got in the same fight about the about whether or not to have kids. I'm tired of that storyline, too. Yeah, me too. Don't have kids just because your partner wants to, and... Don't get mad when your partner says they don't want to have kids, that they don't want to have kids. And they, yeah, and the it end. was all along what, that she don't have kids. And, I mean, uh, Sophie and Danny didn't get along on this episode. They were getting ready to send out a birth announcement for the baby. And apparently it was their tradition to do a family picture. Sophie wants to do a family picture. Danny don't want to do a family picture without dad. Why am I? And so they bring over, I guess, their family photographer, and then they end up not getting any pictures because both the kids are mad. Well, Sophie's not mad at about the picture. She's mad at Danny. She's mad at Danny. If Danny wasn't mad, she wouldn't got mad. Right. Also, why is a grown, possibly gay man bringing the son's wallet back? No, he didn't. He left oh. it at arcade. Oh. But there's just <laughs> you why, thought that was off. I didn't, why'd they I didn't play that. that character that way? I mean, I I'm not know. picking up something. That character was played obviously stereotypically gay. So what's going on with Danny? I don't know. I, I think that's know. something that might come back around. Thing? Okay, it'd be stupid if it, they do it. But once again, this season they proved they can be stupid. Yeah. And for someone that really loves stupid TV, this show's kind of it's it's almost going Chicago Med on us. I feel like they need to make a major correction. They they're just it had a lot of humor to offset the darkness last season, and this season they're not they're not playing on that. They're not letting Gary be funny that much. And that's where all your humor came from the last season. Yeah. So, and they're going to end up telling the kids. Their kids are going to yeah, they've got They've got to tell them sometime. Yeah. Either but the kids they, are going to overhear or Catherine's going to insist that Theo gets to know that that's his sister. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, too, when they do reveal to the kids that it's, you know, that it's uh, Eddie's. Catherine's going to get upset and leave again. Yep. Yep, very possibly. So it's, it. I agree that it's the weak link of the shows right now. So, on to what is probably currently my favorite, Grace. Grace has been good. Grace is good. So, 
on the 1017 episode, <laughs> Meredith's article. So she had talked about writing an article. And so she sends in like 40 different story ideas, I think she told DeLuca, mm-hmm. to some publications. And they end up publishing it like as a list. And she doesn't get to expound on any of them. And I think that, what was the headline? Um, Horror at the hospital or something. And uh, hospital hell, that's what it was. And, of course, everybody's upset. So patients don't want to come to Grace Sloan. And they get there in the ambulances. They don't want to stay. And it becomes a thing. Bailey's real mad. Karasik's mad. Um, So Karasik sets up a like a stunt procedure for Avery to do, but to get um, publicity for the hospital. That story was okay. The parents were good, but the whole interaction between Karasik and Avery, I didn't care for. No, it was dumb. Except when Jackson said, I am. I am the foundation. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, you are. You tell him. He don't get to boss you around. He's your boss, but you're really the boss. And Bailey's upset, upset with Meredith, upset with the whole situation. And at one point, she's, like, sweating. And so she has Maggie do a, because somebody said something about her heart. So she has Maggie do a EKG and stuff on her and check her out. And Maggie's like, well, I think it might be hormonal. So they do, she does a, she has a blood panel run. And she decides that she's in early menopause. Mm Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes on throughout that. Um, oh, there was a funny little thing. So when Meredith's getting, people are texting her and stuff. Did you see the text from Christina? Yes. You need to move to Switzerland right now before Bailey kills you. <laughs> so that was cute. Um, Owen ends up at Pack North, which I figured would happen. Are they all going to end up at Pack North? I think so. Um. I hope so. Tom's obnoxious without a woman. They need to get him a woman. They need to bring uh, April back. Yeah. Meredith and DeLuca. Did they break up? Did they kind of break up? No, no. Do we care? They didn't. They're they're still together. Yippee. Because in the next episode, they talk about, oh, my boyfriend gave up a, a surgery to be with my daughter when she had a... Yeah, that's true. I'm 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 so over the Meredith, you know, in jail storyline. Yes. Or Meredith, you know, going through triple storyline. And then there was a patient storyline where this young couple that was newly date, very newly dating, they were at college, and a body falls from the sky and falls on the girl, and then ultimately she dies. They try to save her, but she dies. She just had too much damage, and so it's very sad. But what that brings about is Link and Amelia. And so he tells her he loves her, and they're all sweet. I like that. Do you like that, or do you hate that? I like it. I do. I like it, too. Yeah. Um, Amelia's gone from my least favorite character to one of my favorite characters. Yeah. Yeah. She's... This is really good. So, then the big shocker at the end is Bailey is not in menopause. Well, she is. She's in early pre-menopause. Well, yes. Yeah. She's actually in menopause, and she's pregnant. Yes. So, she's having a change of life, baby. So, that's going to be interesting. So, we get into the next episode... And she tries to tell Ben, he comes in, you know, he's had a bad night and a long night and he's tired and she's sitting on the bed and she's trying to tell him and he lays down at the foot of the bed and falls asleep before she can tell him. Mm -hmm. 
So she goes on with her day and gets there at the hospital and her and Joe are dealing with a patient and it's somebody that they think has tried to commit suicide. Uh, she's got carbon monoxide poisoning, so they're going to put her in the hyperbaric chamber. chamber. Come Joe, to find out, it's one of Joe's therapists when Joe's she was therapist. in the psych hospital. Yep. So, Joe ends up going in with Bailey. Well, then they're talking, and Joe's dealing with this, and she's like, she's trying to close So, Joe's having an episode, and I guess like an anxiety attack, right? Yes. So, she's having an anxiety attack. A trauma response. A trauma response. Okay. And so, she's trying to use these. An anxiety attack is a trauma response. They just like to call it fancy words. Uh, well, I wondered why they were saying that. Okay. So, it is this the Well, same. they're trying to get into, the, just get the, that. A, a lot of times, Grey's Anatomy will take psychiatric stuff and they don't get it wrong per se but they add to it a lot more importance and a mm-hmm. lot more words it doesn't need because they're trying to get it out there into the cor- into the zeitgeist okay. I think you know they're trying to push you know Grey's Anatomy has always been part of social justice and I'm not saying that in a negative way however part of that is making psych you know uh, mental health issues seem more normal okay I gotcha so you know Joe's like I don't have any trauma and like oh you're being dropped off by your mom or, you know, finding out that you're product of rape or that you were beaten by your husband. No, that's, you've never gone through anything traumatic. <laughs> yeah, so we see flashbacks of her and this therapist, and she says this was the therapist that she liked the least. But actually, it seems she like liked- she did her the most good. Y- yes. And so it shows back and forth as they're working on her. Um, it shows Joe having flashbacks of their sessions and stuff. So we get to see some of what Joe dealt with. When she was in the hospital, which is interesting because we didn't see any of it before. I liked all of that. I thought it was good. Did you? I did. I thought it was very good. And so she's trying to use her techniques that she learned to calm herself down. And she's like, this is not working. I need something to distract me. So then Bailey goes, fine. I'm pregnant. (laughs) Joe's like, oh, oh, that did it. (laughs) (laughs) She kind of needed to shock herself out of this response. And so, so then they talk and that's all really good. And then Bailey starts having a panic attack. Mm-hmm. So then Joe's like, okay, go do this. So Joe kind of teaches her how to deal with that. So that was cute. That was all really cute. Um, that was one of the big points of the episode was them. And then um, the other was that Meredith has to bring Zola to the hospital, which I had totally forgotten that she had a, a special needs crisis when they first got a, a medical crisis when they first got her. That's how they got her in the first place. Yeah, but I had forgotten that. That's been a long time ago. Um, she has a shunt in her brain, so she Meredith rushed her into Crassic and they run tests and stuff and figure out that she does need that replaced. It's a relatively routine procedure, but it has to be done. Well, Meredith's due in court. And so DeLuke is so dumb. He's like, well, and she's like, no, I'm not going to go. So she's back. In, I mean, she doesn't just ditch it. She is dealing with her lawyer. So her lawyer ends up showing up there, you know, after everything's settled. And she says, well, you know, I was able to get this taken care of. You can you can do the rest of your time. And Mara's like, I'll show up. She's like, nope, you got to do it in jail. Yeah. So, next week, we'll see Meredith in jail on Halloween, so that should be fun. We'll also see Meredith doing doctory stuff in the hospital, or in the in the, in the the jail. It'll be what Yeah, it probably. So, I'm with you. I'm tired of this. And in the 
seventeenth episode when her and Deluca had their big argument, I had to say I was on Deluca's side of that yeah. argument, not her side. You know, that's it's how do you you know how do you work within the system? Can you work within the system? And her argument is. Uh, you know, I have a voice. I can't just let these things go. He's like, but at the expense of your family and your, you know, everything you've worked for. So I kind of had to agree with him. But of course, Meredith's Meredith. So I'm hoping they wrap this up pretty soon. But it's kind of getting obnoxious. It is very obnoxious. And Bailey does get to tell Ben about the baby. And at first it seems like he's not going to have a good reaction. But then he, of course, he does. He Picks her up, swings her around. So happy. It's so cute. It's so happy, so happy. And we really didn't see... I mean, we saw Amelia a little bit. We didn't see Link at all. Mm-mm. And, and then... Go ahead. Weber. Oh, and, I forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't even write that down. Did you notice that people were taking video of it? No. Yes, people took video of it, of the argument he had with Whitley from Perfect World. So it's going to end up on the internet. Hmm. When she said you you had problems with Adele, you met Meredith or Ellis Gray, and then after Ellis, you got back with Adele, and then when Adele was going through Alzheimer's, you met Catherine. Because mm-hmm. basically, so the person that uh, uh, Weber used to go to AA with basically is trying to guilt him into having an affair with her. Mm-hmm. And so he turns her down, but then she's texting him after Catherine gets home, and they don't, I mean, they don't have an argument, but they don't really... don't talk. Talk. And so then his eyes kind of light up when he gets the text message. So what do you think the odds are? So we've got two pregnant female doctors... There are no, there's no world in which both of these are normal, routine, happy pregnancies, right? Right. So, who's going to have a problem? What's going to happen? Um, they're going to have the babies at the same exact time. They may have to birth each other's babies. They may get locked in some place and have to birth each other's babies. I think... Okay, so Meredith... John's laughing, but he knows it's true. <laughs> That's why he's laughing. Meredith and Bailey are on the outs. Bailey's really mad at her. And they made reference to, you know, one of Meredith's kids is named after Bailey because she saved Meredith and the baby that time when the. Maybe. Maybe. Here, it's John not the says. the same channel, John. Maybe. Here's what happens, John. I got you, John. I got you. Here's what happens. Uh, they have to be airlifted out. Dwayne The Rock Johnson shows up. Uh, he has to do a super safe crash landing with two pregnant women, women in his helicopter, covered in gasoline. <laughs> starts uh, hot wires a truck, catches himself on fire this time, and they have to put the fire out and perform emergency surgery whilst having their babies. There you go. So what I think is actually going to happen is Meredith's going to have to save Bailey and her baby. Or I think so. Or something. And then Bailey has to forgive Meredith. That's what I think. Hopefully, they give Amelia a healthy baby. I think they'll give, I think you're right. I think they'll give her a baby with Down syndrome since her they may. real life baby has they Down may. syndrome. So, I, I don't think Amelia's goes without 
some sort of an issue, but I th- hope ultimately, because if not, then we have to deal with the whole, she's going to have a nervous breakdown, and I don't really want to deal with that. Or she's going to go back to drugs, and I don't want to do that. I want her no, to be happy. I don't think either, yeah. So we shall see. But I think that about wraps us up, right? I think that's everything, yeah. That's yeah, two weeks worth of TV. Two weeks worth of shows. So this week we've got I looked, and I think we've got everything. I mean, we're about to get into the time of into the season, even though it's still pretty early, where we're going to start having some hit and miss stuff, especially once you get closer to Thanksgiving. But right now, I think we'll have everything this week. I think so. So. So we'll see what happens. Yep. Well, uh, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Um Anchor app is the one we really want y'all. Anchor and Facebook. Listen to us wherever it's more comfortable for you. But on Anchor, you can follow us and show up to us. Uh, what was the name of the person? Yes. I can't remember. We have name. a new listener whose name I can't remember. I Carla's like figure out how to get back to it, even oh. after it showed it that night. But I did send it to you. Yeah, that's what I'm looking up. Um, but yeah, it was somebody that neither of us knew. I thought it was somebody that you knew. And it was somebody that neither of us knew. So that was pretty cool. What? I don't know. I don't think so. Derek Wilder. Yeah. Whoever you are, Derek, thank you for following us. We don't know you. Maybe you're a bot. Who knows? But send us a message on the Anchor app. Let us know how you found us and if you like us or not. And And refer us to your friends. Yes. Um, But yes, find us wherever you find your podcast. And we will see you next week. I am still Charlie. And I'm still Carla. Thanks for listening.